I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, Yodis B. Sparta's back, episode 356. Uh it's just a two-man game today. It's me and John. Hi, John. Hi, Brandon. How you doing? Good little uh, Friday afternoon session. We finally figured out a way to avoid kids after after school sports by doing the podcast before they're home from school. That's right. Nailed it. So happy. Uh, And it's also timely because uh, we love to do a season preview of a sport after Mm -hmm. the season has already started. That's That's right. Always the best thing for us. Exactly. Three days after the season starts is our prime time. That's right. For doing a season preview. And we're we're here. We're ready to go. And we never did a wild season preview either. Or did we? I can't remember. If it's, we did, who their, know? their season started like two weeks ago. It's none of our business whether we did one or not. It's none of our business. It who would who would be able to even come up with information like that? Right. Um back to basketball, John. Um, this is where I struggle with where to start. Um, I will say, I don't know. Have you been, have you been paying attention to like the, the previews, the, the full NBA preview content that, uh, that industry, are you on top of it? I I've read a couple of full NBA previews and my takeaways have been that most of the teams in the West are going to be at least okay this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's point number one. Yep. There are a couple of teams in the East that are not very good, specifically Washington, and possibly also, oh wait, Toronto is Toronto one of the particularly awful? Washington's the awful one, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Probably so, like Detroit. They're pretty young. Yeah, um, the East. So that was point uh, number yeah. two, mm-hmm. and then Victor Wembanyama. That's point number three. Yeah, yep. That's good. Um, so we can get to a few of those, but the one main point that I wanted to make that I think is most relevant to us is. Uh, a lot of smoke being blown up the wolves' ass in these previews. <laughs> We're uh, the nerds. The nerds love the Timberwolves, and, and that's a pretty say, rare place to be. And it's just horrifying. If it had been before Wednesday, I think I don't know about you, uh-huh. but I think I might have been in the exact same boat. Yeah, because here's the thing, Brandon. I want to believe. Mm-hmm. I'm desperate to believe. Well, and we have long... no choice but to believe, John. There's no other options now. There's it's no trade. It's been trades. a long couple of decades. Mm-hmm. And I, every time that someone said, you know, these wolves actually look for this Shake Milton signing is actually a good signing. It's just what Shake they needed. Milton's the backup point guard. The backup point guard. But I was like, yep, that's absolutely it. Never mind that the rest of the team is the same. The same disappointing team. Mm-hmm. The same coach. Everyone else was the exact same. Despite all of that, I was like, yep, here we go. 
this year is going to be the year. If it wasn't the Timberwolves, it would make a lot of sense. First off, yes, the Shake Milton thing is very funny. He's making, I think, five million a year, which is borderline like league minimum at this point. Like there's so much money in these contracts these days. Yeah, he he's a he's most likely to be a non-factor. But if it's if we're talking about like the Phoenix Suns or uh, the Clippers or you know some other like normal franchise. Uh, you would be able to talk yourself into this team being good very quickly and easily. They won 42 games last year. They were uh, they got into the playoffs after uh, winning the playing game against the Thunder. They did. They were they really held their own against the Nuggets. Uh, and so you could see like, okay, cool. Well, that's we're building off that. Cat uh, is healthy. He wasn't last year, and Ant is a year older. Uh, so, and we got, we improved the point guard position. Conley fits a lot better than D'Lo. So you could say like, okay, cool. That totally makes sense to me why they should go from a 42 win team to, it wouldn't even be unreasonable to think like 48 wins, 49 wins would not be the craziest thing. It wouldn't, it would barely be shocking except for one thing. Yeah. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves and them having a lot of expectations. is pretty rare in our uh, experience, obviously. Um, and it is it just really, a terrifying development. I can just, I can't even imagine how bad this season is going to be. Like it blows my mind as a Wolves fan. You know what we've been through, John, I'm not going to go through it again. We've been we through, to go through it. all of it for us to be worried as a Wolves fan about how bad things are going to get. No bueno, no bueno it's, at all. I, so just mentally this, get there is my is my tip to you. Just mentally prepare for the season from for now. how awful it's going to be when they're twenty seven and fifty two. Yes. Yep. Among other reasons that they've somehow fa- failed to play three games, as I did that math poorly. <laughs> yeah. If had three games that have just been wiped from the schedule, just gotta forget it. Forget it. Yeah. Maybe they just yeah just are done. You know they call it for the season. Who knows what's going to happen? Um. But yes, on paper it does seem like they should be a pretty good team this year because they were a pretty good team last year with a little bit of bad luck. Um, uh, and on paper, so I would say that's number one thing to be, to be, a, to just, just be on the lookout. Um, be aware, be, be nerd aware if you can. Um, the second thing is not only do the nerds, uh, uh, that actually are running numbers like the legitimate, like Kevin Pelton and John Hollinger guys who aren't just kind of putting their finger to the wind. Um, they do think that we're probably in line for like a 46 to 49 win team. Uh, so that's, that's bad and scary beyond that, beyond the nerds. I think everybody is in love with Anthony Edwards. Right. And that's very justified. Um, he's not only awesome and uh, young, he also is the specific type of awesome that makes us all lose our minds, right? Right. He's kind He's... of got the, like, and this is only on the basketball court, like the Kyrie Irving effect, where Kyrie oh, Irving no. will score. No, no, no. Hold Don't on. do this to me. Hold on. Kyrie Irving will score 24 points on 17 shots. And, like, LaMarcus Aldridge will score 24 points off 17 shots. Nobody gives a shit about LaMarcus Aldridge. Ever did, right? Because it was just like, Eight foot bank shots, uh, put back here and there. A couple of simple tricks, like it was just kind of in the flow of the game. Very boring free throws. Yeah, like a yeah. It's it's Pau Gasol. It's whatever. It's like these guys that are just kind of like score and they're good, but nobody cares. Kyrie Irving can score twenty four, and people are losing their fucking minds because 
you know, uh, six most miraculous. Like he did a somersault in one of them without picking up his dribble somehow. He did a full like 360, like yeah. not quite, you know. Um, there was a bucket of confetti, like the Globetrotters. Crazy spin English. Like he hit the somehow the other side of the backboard and spun it back into the hoop. And people are just losing their minds. It's still 24 points on 17 shots, but you get extra credit when you look that cool doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, Ant has that thing, right? Like he not only scores, but it's they're loud points and they're super interesting points. So people give him extra credit for that. So do we. We're fans. It's awesome. But he's not like he's not an all-star. He's not like a dominant like guy yet, like an right. all uh, all NBA guy yet, right? Like he just misses so many shots and gets lost and all the other stuff. So I'm also worried not only for the Timberwolves in general, but like for Edwards, like already being crowned when I still think he's like a couple years away from being like that guy at all. Like they love saying D Wade. I think he's a better athlete than D Wade, but not like in the same realm of like basketball IQ as D Wade. So I'm just, I'm just laying my worries out, uh, out here for you, John, um, because this is therapy. And yep. so I'm just here on the couch telling you, I understand why everybody's so excited. I probably should be driving the excitement bus because it's me. I'm I love the wolves. Mm-hmm. You love the excitement bus. I was one of the few that actually did not say the Rudy Gobert trade was the worst of all time. I thought it was like <laughs> merely bad. Um, <laughs> this is a bad trade versus I want to kill myself. Yeah, so that made me like the number one Rudy fan, right? Yeah, um, that by far. <laughs> even now, I would say that makes you Rudy's biggest fan. Including, I'm guessing, most of the members of his family. Yeah, yeah. So I should be, I, I, I should be driving the excitement bus. Um, but man, I just, uh, I just get a bad, a bad feeling. Not, not, no data at all. Just too many people think we're going to be good, and we know how that's going to work. And so disaster looms. Well, I, I kind of feel like you got all the data you might need. Uh, watching Wednesday's game. Did you watch Wednesday's game? That might be not... everything you need right there. I had to coach, uh, so I missed it. And but I did get, I did watch a few of the highlights, and uh, just Ant and Cat decided like they shot like twenty five percent between them, right? Right. But well, that's not going to work. It was. Can't it was also so. Like I said, I really want to be excited, and I really want to believe that all of the things that were a problem for the Timberwolves are somehow no longer going to be a problem. That that really is the biggest thing that I've deluded myself into this offseason was going, well, sure, their transition defense was nightmarish last year, but this year will be better because something? Because yeah. Ant himself will be... I mean, they've got... You, you look at their starting five, McDaniels is good, and but Mike Conley is a 1,000 years old, and then you've got Rudy and Cat, who are both lumbering, and you, you, you look at it and you're like, all right, I think I understand why they get beat down the floor every time the other team has the ball. and But when you have the whole offseason and not watch the Timberwolves play, and I didn't watch any of the preseason, and I'm kind of hoping you didn't either. No. Um, what, what, when you're not actually watching them and seeing this kind of thing, you're like, well, maybe they're better at it now. Maybe they've Maybe they've learned that when somebody shoots the ball, you have to run back on defense instead of just standing there and hoping that the ball bounces to you. And and there's stuff like giving up offensive rebounds where you're like, well, they'll be better because 
Carl Anthony Towns, who famously is poor at rebounding, so famously, in fact, that the Wolves mortgage their entire future to get somebody who actually could rebound. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll be better at it somehow. And then they came into the Toronto game, and the very first possession of the Toronto game, Toronto took a long shot, got the offensive rebound, worked it a little more, took another long shot, got that offensive rebound, Worked it a little more and then hit a three-pointer. And I was like, I should really just shut this season off That's right now. I didn't. Play. But I thought, I was like, you know what? This is... Maybe next year. Why did I get my hopes up? What was I What was I thinking here? This is the same. This is the exact same. Uh-huh. And then they went on. They gave up They gave up 34 points in transition, which apparently is awful. It was one of those stats that I read and I'm like, all right, 34 fast break points seems terrible. But I honestly don't know how bad that is in context. I, it seems bad. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a lot to me, but anyway, it just seems like they're the same Toronto. My understanding was Toronto was not supposed to be very good. Is Toronto supposed to be very good or not very good? Not great. I think the wolves were like two point favorites. Uh, Toronto is probably projected to have like 39 wins and we're projected to have 44 or something like that. So like, we're a little bit better than them. Um, it's not an awful loss by any means. There's going to be so many more bad losses. So this one doesn't really count. Um, but I know that the final score, I believe, was 97-94, um, mm-hmm. which means that kind of similar to last year, their defense, even when they look bad and have trouble rebounding, was generally not the problem. Their problem was offense, which, again, like that would kind of shock people who see Ant and Cat and go, well, then they mm-hmm. have to be good at offense. Uh, they haven't been that great. And so that was another just concern. And my main well, thing, they... like, it's keeping it super simple, but like, Ant just misses so many shots. He misses, he's like Jordan on an off night. Like, you look and you go, my God, eight for 26 or yeah, seven for 21. Like, oh my God, what's going on here? I, it's probably it is, shots. It selection. is a little bit like, do you remember before y- you and I are both old? And yes. we remember in baseball where, we remember a time when batting average was pretty much everything and the the sort of second step of going, all right, sure, this guy's hitting 320, but what's his on-base percentage? What's his slugging percentage look like? Before all of that, we're talking like early 2000s. There were so many guys who were, I remember Juan Pierre from the Marlins being like the, the premier one here, but I'm sure there are many other examples uh-huh. of a guy who hit 300, who never ever walked and didn't hit for any power and people would just point out, like, all right, Juan Pierre has made a hundred more outs this season than any other player in baseball. <laughs> yeah. he, he, Andrew, right now, he's like, Ant is like the the Juan Pierre of basketball. Yeah. It's like, okay, I mean, he's amazing. He scored twenty eight points, but he also he missed twelve more shots than anyone else in the NBA did the whole night. Right. It's Juan Pierre combined with Ozzie Smith. Like <laughs> this guy is amazing, but also can't hit the guy doesn't get, he makes so many outs, but he also does that backflip. So it's like yeah. super cool. Uh, I mean, he's awesome. Um, but, uh, I think just yeah. like assuming he's going to just be this incredible player, uh, immediately is just like, not really reality. I don't think so. It is, um, it is. He's he's immensely popular. Everyone loves him. I love him. You love him. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everyone knows he's a star in the making. Everyone knows, like, all right, Ant is Ant is this thing. This is Ant's team. And yet, when you're watching the game, 
the main thought you have most of the time when he pulls up to shoot is like, oh, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Don't, I don't want you to Stop shoot, Dan. <laughs> Feel free it. to dunk over three guys, but please don't, please don't shoot. I know. And he, he does, and you're like, oh, uh, and you know, once in three tries, it goes in, but. Yeah, it's getting close to what I have. a So Jones, my oldest, is in sixth grade. Uh, he's about mm-hmm. to turn 12 here in a few days. So it's actually the a 12-year-old. sixth grade basketball. Yeah. As everyone calls him. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, not quite. Um, but he will. This is the age. Sixth grade is kind of the worst age for like jacking up bad shots um, because yes. they finally are strong enough to shoot a three. You know, fifth grade, fourth grade, third grade. They can't even make it there without like actually traveling to you know they don't have the strength <laughs> three steps and then it's like a full body you got to get into a whole squat and then just launch it from there yeah yes exactly so it doesn't really happen before that and then once they get into like eighth grade ninth grade sure of course but they do start making more of them and then they also understand like it kind of sucks for me to miss there's this mm-hmm. some sort of middle ground where it gets kind of ugly and i think this is going to be the year and every time my every time jones shoots a three i'm so mad and I and I it actually makes me more mad when he makes it. Like I hate yeah. when he makes them. Like, like the worst thing it. that could happen is the first position. Fuck, I wish game, I would have missed. Jones makes a three. Oh, and you're like, oh no, nightmare. This is going to be an awful evening. <laughs> I should just get up, like you just thought about doing with the Wolves, where you watch one position and then one possession and leave. Yeah. I should do that as the coach. <laughs> Jones makes the first one. I slam my clipboard to the ground and walk to the car. I'll be your at Starbucks. Fuck the, this. Your team wins the tip. <laughs> It goes directly yeah. to your son, who hits nothing but net on a three, and Perfect. Brandon just walks out. Fuck this. I'm out. Some other Somebody take over. I cannot handle this. There's no way that's going to end in anything but a one for 13 three-point shooting <laughs> night. Uh, so Ant's not at that level, but there are definitely times when the ball's midair, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what What was that? What, what is this? Oh, that's no. not, you know. Um, but no, I think it should be... Besides all the bad vibes of expectations, which we know are are bad and weird for for Wolves fans, um, I'm going to regret saying this, but like even a bad season still feels like a 500 season. You know, obviously, if Ant goes down, uh, that changes things, but it might not change things. I mean, they still just have like decent players um, down to like their eighth or ninth guy. Um, I think Alexander Walker's pretty limited. Definitely need Jaden to get back. So, um, um. Alexander Walker can come off the bench versus that he started and it looked like he did not play a very good game. Um, I, I feel like people really talked themselves into Nikhil Alexander Walker over the offseason. He was really another did. one where it was like when he when he came over, I was like my reaction. And I think I wrote this somewhere, but I don't know for sure. I think I either said on this podcast or wrote somewhere like there's no possible way that Nikhil Alexander Walker is a real person. With that name, there's that's not a real that's not a real thing. That name does not belong to a human being. Right. Then then I found out he was actually he, he's got the most amazing hyphenated name ever. And then he's also cousins with the guy from Oklahoma City who has the actual most amazing hyphenated name ever. Who right. I'm not. I mean, people who have listened to this podcast know with my troubles with mispronouncing names. There's no chance I'm going to attempt. Don't to even get close to it. That dude's name. They both sound like royalty one of from like the 1300s. One of them's Alexander. <laughs> Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. The fourth. Gilgis? Lord Shea Gilgis Alexander. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them princes of Prussia. Yeah. At one point in their uh-huh. long political history. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's not. He, he's a he's a perfect example of a guy when you're not watching basketball 
you go, yeah, he's going to be good for us. That's right. He is exactly he's, what he's a we defensive need. Defensive lockdown. He's basically Jaden McDaniels, but younger and cheaper. That's mm-hmm. why. That's how you convince yourself. Like he can, he can do everything that Jaden McDaniels can do. And then you see him out there, and you're like, all right. So he can't do many of the things that Jaden McDaniels can do, but he's got an awfully long name. And even Jaden is another guy who is like offensively not quite there yet, right? It's like eleven points a game. He's fine, but they're not gonna. Uh, unless Towns and Ant have like these crazy years, our defense is just probably going to be like middle of the or offense, um, maybe right. middle of the road. So um, they still should be competitive. Um, I joke with my, I have a buddy in my dad ball slack who after every single Wolves loss goes, that's a bad loss. That is a bad, lo-. like just like the season's over. And he, he already hit us with that after game one. He's um, been on the podcast. Why are you not outing Zach Floyd here? <laughs> It's our friend Colin, actually, not not Zach Floyd. <laughs> uh, Zach Floyd was in the dad ball slack for like three days and then just completely bounced. <laughs> and we never saw him again. It's like, nope, this is not for me. Way I too am much. Not interested in these well, nerds. He's a teacher, and so his phone is like legitimately put away. So imagine at right. the end of teaching a full day, you're pretty tired and getting onto a slack and seeing. I'm not gonna exaggerate. Some days, like. 300 unread messages he's like how am i gonna <laughs> you, get through you, you like no way phone one day and saw the red 324 next to yeah. it and was like nope delete mm, app i'm out do not I'm keep out. data so no not zach but i do think that uh we do make fun of colin we love doing it but there is going to be a lot of that i think this year and so anybody anything anybody can do to like reset your expectations to like hey seven seed would be great fellas like that's that's okay for this team um, I think will be good for all of us this season, like mentally, because it did feel like that first game was a bad loss. Like legitimately was like, what? We lost to the Raptors. The Raptors suck. They don't want they yeah. just lost Van Vliet. Uh, they're you know, they're not good. This is a team you got to win. And and maybe you lose in Toronto on a second out of a back to back in December after you were just in New York playing the Knicks. Or like, sure. But like fully well rested. That can't happen. But really, it's not like that big of a loss. It just kind of there's going to be a lot of these that actually are not that big of a deal that feel like they are because we feel like we're a good team and we might not be. So that's my that's my caution. Proceed with caution. I want to talk for a second about this. This is one of those pregame things. They threw this up on the screen. I had no idea before they threw this up there. But now that I've seen this. It is sort of, in my mind, it's almost the definition of Wolves basketball. So what they threw up there was one of those Bally Sports graphics that had the four longest losing streaks by an NBA team against any other NBA team listed out. And the reason they were showing it is because the Timberwolves coming into Wednesday's game had lost 18 straight games at Toronto. They they beat Toronto when Toronto was playing in Tampa during the pandemic. (laughs) But they had lost 18 straight games in Toronto to the Raptors. Years and, and years, so, decades. So they've now lost 19 straight. And that's one thing. Uh, that's, that's sort of a separate thing. And it's it's even longer than the Twins playoff losing streak now. They've now lost 19 straight games in Toronto. But the thing that really got me was second place was also the Timberwolves, <laughs> who have lost 16 straight in Boston. Oh and there's God. no better way. There's no better way to define the Timberwolves than just noting that they have the of all the current streaks in the NBA, they have the two longest losing streaks against another team. Locked One down. of which goes back to 2004, the other of which goes back to 2006. 
Oh my God. That's that's in a specific place. They've beaten both of those teams at home, I think. But just the fact that they haven't won in Toronto or Boston since you know you and I were in college is just amazing. Not great. Not great at all. Um oh man. Okay, so that's I yeah, I don't know. I I just I they're obviously gonna be fun to monitor and watch and see if they can go on a little run to begin with. I know they started out kind of ugly last year. Cat got hurt. Just seemed like it kind of sucked. Riding high at the end of the year. Uh, I just don't know. I don't have much of a sense besides like I'm on high alert that it could go. It could go south. Um, and injuries obviously with uh, um, are a part of like every team, of course. The other thing too is that's going to be different this year than I think a lot of prior years is, and you, you kind of touched on a little bit at the very beginning about like the Western Conference in general. This is not as top heavy of a Western Conference that we've seen. I mean, there was a few years right. there when uh, some of those teams were just rolling, and it was like three teams could potentially win sixty games. Um, it's, this does not feel like one of those years. It, to me, it feels like the Nuggets are awesome, and then probably like seven or eight teams would not shock me to get the two seed, maybe 10 teams. Uh, Like it's pretty much everybody else besides, I mean, the Spurs um, will be bad. The Blazers will be bad. um, And Houston will most likely be bad. Um, I think there's the funniest thing about the Western conference to me is Sacramento was the two seed last year. Right. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if you go down, Everything I read was like, all right, Sacramento was the two seed, and they're oh, they were the something. three seed. I think Memphis was the two seed. Two or the three, two or the whatever. three, whatever. You're yep. like, all right, they were the two seed, they were the three seed, and they haven't changed much. And if you're looking at the specific talent levels, are they probably will finish eleventh? Like anything you go uh-huh. by, you're yeah. like, well, they're not very good. They're just good at winning, I guess. Yeah. Yep. There's that's like most teams, the Clippers. Uh, the Suns obviously should be pretty good. Uh, well, the Mavs might suck, but again, like, I don't know. Luca's incredible. They may make one trade and Kyrie is not the person you depend on, but maybe, I don't know. I mean, I think they suck, but I don't know for sure. Same with the Wolves. Wolves could have finished 11th. Nobody would be shocked by that. And nobody right. would, I mean, we would be shocked as fans. Nobody in the national media would be remotely shocked if the Wolves were a two seed. Right. They'd be like, yeah, I know. We've been saying this. We've been watching them. We all predicted something close to that. Um, but <laughs> Nobody we would, in the national media, I'd be dead. and yet 97% of NBA fans <laughs> would be like, the Timberwolves, the two yeah. seed? And yet the national media would be like, no, we've been telling you. They'd be good. And everyone would say, no, they're the Timberwolves. Of course, no, they're not going to be good. They're I terrible. will be long dead if they end up as the two seed. I will. I don't know how, right. but... Um, you will have exploded from shocking. driving the excitement bus straight into a tree. <laughs> yeah. Excitement bus explosion. That's exactly cause of death. Uh, mm. What a way to go! Wouldn't be that what bad. A way to go! Driving the excitement bus. Uh, we yeah. always knew it was the way Brandon would go out. That or in a fight with an umpire. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking again of how much I hate umpires. Thank you for that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I said that in real life the other day just yeah. because of that story. And yeah, just like yeah. really too loud. Interesting. Yep. Like Jesus. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's my thoughts on the uh on the wolves. I know they uh they were so again we're recording this on a Friday. I believe they play tomorrow, Saturday, um, at home. Uh so that should be a good game. And um 
let's just overreact all season long. I think that's the only way we can do it. I do. I want to mention one thing just based on something you said right at the start when we were talking about Jake Milton. You correctly mentioned that in the NBA, a, a guy who's making $5 million is a throw in. A veteran mm-hmm. that you signed for $5 billion, Nothing. I want you to guess how many we're, we're going to go on guaranteed compensation, not their salary, but the guaranteed compensation of major league soccer players. I want you to guess how many major league soccer players made make more than $5 million right now. And okay. I'll, I'm okay. not going to ask you to name them. I'm just going to ask you to g- give me the number. Can you tell me how many teams there are? There's 29 teams in major league soccer. Okay. Every team's got to have some stud on it. 38. 38 guys. Uh you're you're a little high. <laughs> you want to keep going to this guessing game? Or you just want me to tell you. Well, I try to go high because I always hate when people ruin a game by right. guessing way too low and you go, God, you Okay, so I was assuming okay, what my at I'm gonna say um 14. Seven. There are seven guys that make more than <laughs> Shake the ninth guy on the Timberwolves <laughs> roster. Oh my god! And these are all like, like these all like the guys who were like just just for just essentially to sell tickets. Those guys. Well, there there's a couple I guess that would be on that list. Like Messi is one of them. But That's I what mean, I was thinking. here's the thing: how many how many MLS players could you actually name? I'm not going to make you go through it, but I'm guessing the answer beyond Messi is probably fewer than five. Yes. So I think that's. For people who are non-soccer people like yourself, that's pretty normal. So, and in a way, it makes sense. Like you could name the 14th guy on the Wolves roster, no trouble. But <laughs> Luca Garza, of course. Luca Garza, of course. Everyone knows Luca Garza. Yeah, there was. They played that. They played a preseason game against a second division team from Israel. I still can't figure this out. By the way, I can't figure out how a second division team from Israel called up NBA teams and was like, "Hey, can we play a preseason game?" And the NBA teams were like. Sure. That yeah. sounds great, actually. I don't get it. I don't get it. At I all. don't get anything about that. But they the lineup the Wolves played. Luca Garza had 30 points that night. I did I did see the box score. And I think they played eleven guys. And I if you had listed them out, I could have named four of them as Tim Rules players. Mm. Yeah, because there's a lot of guys and probably guys who have since been cut. Yeah. But I was um, looking at that and going, I bet Brandon knew something about every one of these guys. <laughs> maybe every one of these dudes, Brandon was like, "Yeah, that he was awesome in the summer league." Let's let me ask you a question. If you were given a um some sort of magical trivia app, and you had to fill out, you got you were given ten minutes per sport to name as many guys as you can that are in the league. Oh boy. What would you do the worst in? Well, uh, NBA, NFL, MLB, hockey, soccer, those five. Like percentage wise, like, and I think it has to be based on like number of starting players. Like he has like 53 guys on an NFL team. Like you're not going to get more than a few Tennessee Titans. So that's not not totally fair. Honestly, I think in especially if we're talking percentage wise, yeah, I think it would be the NFL, just because I think I read fewer things about the NFL than I do other things. Not because I like the NFL less, but just because actually watching it 
the coverage is sort of all pervasive. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I feel like I need I, I feel like I need to know less going into an NFL game than I do about any other sport. Like if you want to know something about the NHL and something about how the NHL works, you need to do some reading. Like following people who write about the whole league is Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a pretty normal thing in the NHL, the NBA. It's especially true in MLS Mm -hmm. that if you want to know something about how this league works, there's a certain amount of work that you have to put into not that I could name the starting 11 of every MLS team or anything. I just read more about that with the NFL. I don't, I don't feel the need to do that, I guess, because you get pretty much everything you need just by watching a game. And just because the coverage is, is so it's so deep that in the week leading up to the 49ers game, if you didn't remember that Christian McCaffrey and, Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel and Trent Williams, all these guys who are they talking about being hurt? Just reading the Vikings coverage, you got a pretty good picture of what's going on with the 49ers. In these Plus other so, leagues, you if you don't put some in, you're it's like you watch the wild play Philadelphia. And if you don't know anything about Philadelphia, you'd be like, Who in the who are any of these guys? Right. Well, they're also you don't have to know a single defensive player in the NFL. And it wouldn't hurt your enjoyment of like right. you do want to know like a quarterback probably and some of the position like wide receivers and the running back just to go like, oh, I know who I want to watch during this play. And I want to see what Tyreek does. And that's more fun for me to whatever. I don't know a damn soul on the Chiefs defense, but I still watch them and I don't really need to know anybody. Maybe they're like and, four guys in the whole league. I mean, that's the amazing thing about football to me is that. You could put me in front, like on a Thursday night, you could put me in front of UTEP playing Jacksonville State or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure what division these teams are in. I'm not sure whether this is an FCS game, FBS game. Don't know the conferences. Don't know anything about the schools, whether they're good, what the stakes are. And this game is going to be enjoyable to watch. Like, it's just mm-hmm. football is so, almost accidentally, it's so so amazingly amazingly good on television that it doesn't matter any of this context doesn't matter none of the personnel yeah in a way that i don't think is true of any other sport it could be the same guys playing on your tv every single week and it would just that they would be wearing different equipment and jerseys and you would tune into the thursday night football game and be like oh this week it's oregon versus washington state 
And oh, now yeah. this week it's Alabama versus Clemson, and it could seriously just be a group of actors acting. Yeah. You would never they're know. In, I would watch for years on end. Memorial Stadium. <laughs> oh yeah, Memorial Stadium. That's Hell yeah, an amazing place. So much it's tradition home, at Memorial you know, Stadium. Home run derby, but college football. Like they're just acting this out, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll watch that. This is amazing. Just the same quarterback in different pads. Every you'd never. Oh, the same guy. He looks. I don't know. Same style as everybody same else. Crowd, what do I know? Same shots of the crowd with the tint turned weird. Like yeah. Remember Coach. When that show was on Fox. Sure. And they had like, I think it was old gopher games, but they turned the tint all weird. So it looked like the uniforms were a different color. That's right. Like purple or something. Yeah. And the rare examples they had, uh, they had to show an actual football game being played. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. Something about it. That might be what's happening. I mean, that would explain a lot about these TV contracts. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, Okay. I think I'm, Okay, so for the rest of the NBA, for the real sickos out there, um, other things, John, that you should know look, leading into the season, the talent pool right now is unbelievable. Even the shittiest teams have like three to five guys who are either like legitimately really good or like top draft picks who you definitely want to watch play. Like I know it sounds insane. You might not believe me, but like to me, if I'm thinking of like bad teams that seem like the worst shit in the world to watch. I'm going to go with like Houston versus Orlando, the Rockets versus man. And I still think there's like eight guys between those two teams. You'd be like, Oh my God, I got to see this guy play. It's unbelievable. Even the bad so what teams. I, what I'm hearing you say is that they need to have four more NBA teams. I think that expansion, uh, I, I'm not like a guy to I'm not reading up on this. I have no idea. I would mm-hmm. assume it's probably coming. I feel like you could easily have two more teams. I don't think that this is some weird flash in the pan. Talent's just good right now. I think there's just going to be there's just tons of people playing basketball and I've figured out how to get good at basketball. It's become much more of an international sport. So just think of all those folks from other countries coming in here to play feel like you could pretty easily have two more teams and it would still be a very, very good product. Um, two more teams and like 10 fewer games per team would be amazing um, just for rest and intensity and all those other fun things. Um, I don't know, but I, yeah, I can see that coming. I would think relatively soon. Seattle seems like, yeah, yes, of course you have to have Seattle. Seattle needs to have a basketball team. It's, Fucking, ins- it's like when the when Minnesota didn't have a hockey team. Like it's so stupid. And I don't know where the other team would go. I don't. I'm sure there's Vegas. Much it would go in Vegas. Yeah, it probably would. You're right. Um, it does lend itself pretty pretty well. It's just such an entertainment sort of product for people that come in that don't need yeah. to have you know. Um. So I guess yeah. I'm sh- again. There's much smarter people who have have a opinion on that one, but uh, that would not shock me at all. And I think that would be actually like a really cool thing. Um, if that did happen, two Are more there, teams to beat us. Me, me, <laughs> two more teams to start a sixteen-game losing streak at. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with the rest of it. Does the NBA have teams that are about to move? Like, do they have an Oakland Athletics somewhere that I don't know? No, about? nothing, nothing. Certainly on the horizon. Um, the one that I think people talk about a little bit is New Orleans. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. I think oh, they don't have a very good like. I don't think they have a very good fan base. I know that this was a situation. Again, I I didn't read up on this, so it it could all have changed by the last time I read, but it was like 
there was a guy who was the owner. He died. I think he gave it to like his spouse, like his wife maybe is Wait, running is this the show. Saints owner? Is this Tom Benson? It's possible. That sounds right. Yep. That yeah. could be. Um, and so I don't know if it's still remaining there, but that just felt like there was just like some New Orleans, not much love for them. I also, I know that Portland is in a similar thing, but I think they're so entrenched in that city that yeah. they would never, never, ever, ever move. They'll never move out of Portland. Yeah. And they shouldn't. Um, you know, there's obviously um, smaller cities, but again, like Oklahoma City just moved. That would be very funny to me to move Oklahoma City. I would I would love that. Um, everything I mean, else. They should just move them right back to Seattle. That would yep, be hilarious. We tried it. We tried it. Yeah, it I mean, work. you know, Charlotte's kind of a shitty thing, but they're not moving. <laughs> uh, you're naming you're naming like every place that got a franchise reasonably recently. That's what like, I'm saying. Like this is like they, the last four cities that got a team. You're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think this is working. But all the like older, like have been around forever teams have been around together or been around forever for a reason. Like Detroit Pistons. Yeah. You're not moving the Pistons, yeah. right? Um, LA has uh, more than enough support. Um, what if the Clippers sac- move back to San Diego? That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Why the hell not? No, they're getting a new like billion dollar facility in Inglewood or something. I say oh, this right, if I know where Inglewood is. Balmer owns them now. Balmer, yep. So that's and then the other thing too that you mentioned at the onset that we need to come back to is um Wemby. Uh do yourself a favor and watch whatever you can immediately. Um not necessarily that he's gonna be so dominant, but he's just gonna do two to four things per game that will like break your brain. Um I I I mean, other than Maybe, and I'm saying maybe with LeBron, when LeBron came into the league, I can't think of another player I remember seeing that seems so much like he's cheating. Yeah. Just by the way, the way who he is. I, the only other comparison I can think of is like Bo Jackson in baseball Mm -hmm. in like the 1980s, where it was like, I don't think he should be allowed to do. He climbed up the wall. Right he now. just ran up yeah, a wall. But even even that is crazy <laughs> because it just seemed like he was way better. Not like not like you're you look at Wimby and you're like, do they need twelve foot hoops? Like maybe they should think about twelve foot hoops. They got to do something. Restrictions or something. Right. Like is he too tall? Like should he have to play two feet from the basket? Should there be a rule about being seven feet tall and being able to dribble? It seems like there might there should be a rule about this. LeBron was basically like you took a great basketball player and turned up every single dial like on a Madden or um uh not Madden but like a NBA whatever year it is setting of just right. like oh I'm, his vision's way up high like take Jordan make him bigger make him a better passer make him a better rebounder and whatever I'm not saying better in, in all these ways but he just yeah. felt like oh okay just the best of all these other guys you combine them all Wemby seems like a creative player that you made yeah. as like a joke to fuck with your friends <laughs> like oh let's play online we'll, we'll get on there to you know get on there after school and you go in there and you make this like insane cheat code guy you use up all yeah. your like dollars within the game <laughs> they're like fuck what are you doing what i'm not playing with you i'm not playing with you with this guy there's no way this yeah. guy exists he looks like a cartoon and there's a it's... difference between all the sliders turned up to 100 and I entered the cheat code in NBA Jam, and now my guys are seven foot nine, and they're constantly on fire. Yeah, like the final boss of like the the video games that you just can't yeah. beat. 
Um, so yeah, I would say you were not wrong about that. Try to watch a Spurs game as quickly as you can because he's uh yeah, he's he's a real deal, man. He's legit. Uh do we don't do you want to do bros, turds, and wins, or do you want to save that for another time? Now let's save that for when we have something. I mean, with you and me, it's gonna be like we agree on the bros, we agree on the turds, and we're arguing about 49 versus 48 wins. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. this is very close. You guys pick the same bros, the same turds, and Everything's the same. And if we go like 0-3, I'll just be catatonic and legitimately be like, 16 <laughs> wins. That's all they're going to get. Fuck them. Yeah. The I, worst. I mean, I already texted a friend 0-82 after Wednesday. So, <laughs> of course. I'm right there. I got, right there with yeah. You. Oh, yeah. I got a few of those. Um, okay. I also want to talk about... Um, all from chicken. I got yeah. a few of those from chicken, chicken's burner's phone, chicken's wife's phone, <laughs> everything else. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, I have uh, two other things uh, for you, John. Or three, actually. One, Vikings. Why won't the Vikings <laughs> tank? One. Why won't Vi- they do this? Why? I don't get Explain it. Explain to me why. <laughs> I hate it so much. Like, it just was uh, all set up for them. Weren't they one and four? They won two in a row? Like, what? It... I text- I, where are I text- you at as a fan? <laughs> there, There's so much. I don't. I don't know if anybody out there has experienced this but it's like you get married and you don't want to have kids right away and so then you've been married for a couple years and there's always like oh man what if you're you're talking to your wife here you're like what if you're what if you're pregnant here like we we're not ready for that and then at some point you decide all right we want to start having kids and then immediately the switch flips and you're like man what if you can't get pregnant like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's the exact same worry the exact same amplitude, but in the opposite direction. <laughs> and that's what this Viking season has been of going, oh, man, they, they. What if they're terrible? And you go, oh, what if no, they're what terrible? if they're not? And then you're like, what if they're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, it's just a switch back and forth between, oh, no, they're ruining their ability to get a tough draft pick by beating the Bears, by beating the Panthers. And then after they beat, after they beat San Francisco, you're like, Oh no, they ruined their ability to win the NFC North by losing to Tampa Bay and losing to San Diego at home and getting screwed by the refs against Kansas City. They could be it's like they could be six and one. And over here you're like, but they could be one and six. Oh both those would be so good. I hate three and four so much. Just the absolute worst possible record. The I mean, this is the NFL. They're one of the 85% 85% of teams in the NFL that is not good enough to be good and not bad enough to be terrible. And every week is going to play a game that ends 24 to 17 to somebody. I mean, they obviously could end up like 10 and seven to make the playoffs. It's not even that insane of a thing, thing to do. No, they, I, this was something that was on Mike Rand's podcast, according to, I think it was the New York times and they're one of their graphics. They now have a 57% chance of making the playoffs. Motherfucker. Are you serious? no, <laughs> They're three and four, but they have a better than even odds of making the playoffs, given their terrible schedule that's coming up. (laughs) Damn it. Every year is the same. How does this happen? Every year is the same. They're going to be eight, eight and one. And they're going to be the third wild card. I just want to be Houston. Houston has this awesome young guy. You never want to be Houston. You never want to. Yeah, I know, but they got an awesome young quarterback and they can just like watch him be good for a little yeah, while. But <laughs> they had Deshaun Watson and they're run by a megachurch pastor or whatever. Is this still true? I don't know if they fired that guy. 
Yeah, I think that they are because I haven't read anything differently. So I'm assuming the same exact thing. And I don't really care to look up anything on the contrary because it's more fun to think that. Um, okay, fine. What about like Cincinnati three years ago when they got Joe Burrow? Yeah, there you go. That's a, something that's like a good that. Comparison. And we're not, we've never been that team since we've been, since like ever. I don't think like top draft pick, start over. Let's see what we got for this guy. I mean, even Ponder, we're all like, even immediately like, nope, this guy sucks. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, I guess, but even he was like a 30th pick and kind of hoping maybe that was the closest we ever got to that. I mean, everyone was excited about them taking a quarterback and then they took Ponder. And in the next 10 seconds, there were a billion people who were going, no, not him. No, no, this is a terrible idea. He throws 30 yards. (laughs) His arm is hurt. It it must be hurt. It was like like getting a top five pick in the MLB draft and you're like, oh, they're, they're taking a guy who's uh he throws 89 and he's a closer at Rice. Uh-huh. You're like, wait a second. Oh, no. He's a real he's a college reliever that doesn't throw hard. What yeah, are we doing here? That was uh the sixth pick uh, reliever in college from Illinois. Right. Some of these things just stick in your brain of immediately, immediately. It's the worst shit I've ever heard. Yeah. This are we going to utter was... are we going to utter the chickens favorite first round draft pick of the twins? Levi yeah, Michael. Do it. <laughs> Levi Michael. Yeah. So mad uh, four seconds after the pick. Fuck this. No way. It's like how? It was awesome because 99% of the people who were following the Twins draft were going, all right, who's all Levi right. Michael? Four seconds later, it's chicken like, is no, this guy sucks. Like, this, is, this guy is awful. He has, he has no right affiliation my... with UNC. He has no, no reason to know anything about it. He still has never explained how he was so sure of it. Uh, but I just remember he was just like, I cannot believe they just did that. <laughs> like, did what? What? Didn't even know. Did they trade him? What happened already? <laughs> no, they just picked him. Picked him. I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, man. Um. Okay, so that was my Vikings question for you. My second one is uh, Gophers. Gophers football. Now, this is not going to be interesting to you, but it was interesting to me. I was super okay. busy last Saturday. I knew that the game was going on. I kind of checked my phone on the way home and it was like 12 to 10 fourth quarter or something. And I, I had like 10 minutes at home. One of these, like I have 15 minutes at home and then we got to go somewhere else. So I rush in the house. I get ready quickly and I try to turn on the TV uh, for a few minutes, like as Danielle's getting ready. So she's just like Mm -hmm. finishing up. And so I turn it on. I'm not kidding. One second later, they snapped the ball on the punt. I saw the punt return and Danielle yelled at me and made me turn it off and we had to leave. And all I saw was I was like, holy fucking shit. I cannot believe I just saw the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in football to lose a game. And they blew it. I cannot believe they blew it. And then, of course, I check in later and uh, it was illegal because they're cheaters. Those cheating bastards from Iowa try to get one over on us. Not today. But you didn't know that rule and neither did anyone else, including Kirk Ferentz, who didn't know that rule. And had a total blow up, even though, I mean, like one hour later, there were people posting on Twitter the actual section from the college football rule book that says it might as well have had a video clip of what the Iowa returner <laughs> yeah, was doing. Right. It was like, you can't do this. And if you do, here's what happens. The only problem is the refs did not blow it dead. And so that was what was weird to me, because I yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, you were you guys were texting and I was so confused of like, wait, what are they what are they saying? You know, because I was in the car at this point. Uh, I was like, what could possibly 
yeah what was have gone on there um but you're right by the book it does make it kind of reminds me of that tuck rule thing from like 20 yeah. years ago when they're like tuck rule oh actually great. yeah that is the right call it's kind <laughs> of <is> weird covered, <laughs> but this is yeah covered in detail in the rule book exactly Someone what happened. anticipated this and oh do no, you have any was... uh iowa fans in your life that you've been able yes, to like I do. okay that was my and question they, are, for you. they were so furious <laughs> and my initial reaction was like yeah you guys got screwed that that was really bad i feel because i was trying to be nice but then i found out that this was very specifically covered in the rule book and then it was just extremely funny to yes. watch them still be mad about it you lost and, and you didn't know why and you were wrong yeah. remember when jim yeah. harbaugh no john harbaugh of the i have no idea why i remember this um, I don't. I seriously don't remember what happened to the Vikings two weeks ago. I have no idea. But for some reason, I remember a, a Ravens Patriots game. Um, and the Patriots. It was one of those weird games where they kept having like three linemen that were eligible receivers for an entire okay. half, and they ended up just smoking the Ravens. And at the end of the thing, the press conference was John Harbaugh just immediately like they're cheating. That's illegal. They can't do it. And everybody being like, No, dude. This is so embarrassing for it's you. You lost well and you don't know the rules. This is actually just like a regular <laughs> thing you just didn't know about. How embarrassing for you. Just lose. Take the L, as always. Just take the L. And Kirk Ferentz like started his press conference by going, just find me, okay? You're going to have to find me for this criticism. <laughs> and I'm assuming the Big Ten was like, okay, we, we, I guess we we're will. going to have to find you for not knowing the rules. Because... Your eyeballs turned into money signs with the ching sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, uh, that must have been great for just... you. Uh, it, that was that was extremely enjoyable, because I mean I'm the I'm the worst person in this situation because this is actually this is friends of my wife's from college who have yes. you know become my friends. Yep. And so every year with this game, I don't they they're they're big sports fans, but they're not insane like I am. And mm-hmm. so every year the Gophers play Iowa, and every year something terrible happens to the Gophers, and the Gophers lose. And one of them will make even like a half joke. And then I'm like, like I, I post two gifs of people giving people the finger and swearing. And then I'm just out of commission for a week and a half because like, I can't talk to these guys. I don't want to talk to them. They're awful people. And so to be on the other side of that, now I understand how enjoyable it is to be the guy who's just watching, watching the pain. But I got to I got to tell you this. I had almost the exact same experience as you because I was I was at the I was at the cabin. And then I ended up having to come home. We were going to come home Sunday, but we ended up coming home Saturday instead. And I, we kind of had to hurry home because I was covering the Minnesota United game that night. Yeah. And so since I was covering it, I had to be in front of a TV. And so we had to hurry up a little bit and get back. And so during the game, I was driving the whole game and like checking my phone and stuff like that. And so we got back, we were picking up takeout. And so we get to the takeout place right as I think Iowa was punting to give the ball to the Gophers with a couple of minutes left. So I watched that. I watched the Gophers go three and out, and Iowa call his timeouts. And then I saw the punt return, and they scored. And I looked, and there's no flags. Nothing. And everybody's celebrating. I was like, forget this. I'm turning it off. And then my kids were being disobedient and just being annoying. And so I ended up, like, standing in this parking lot, yelling at my kids in the Uh backseat. And they are, you know, they were just absolutely shocked like why is dad yelling at us and he was only after oh no had, dad's like, got the gophers home. yeah <laughs> they didn't see they didn't know the though. Gophers they, were brain. Watching a sh- they were watching a show i'm watching on my phone in the front uh-huh. seat waiting for my wife to pick up this day out so they have no idea why dad's yelling at them just yeah. terrible parenting and then i get <laughs> yeah. home and then it was like you remember the vikings playing buffalo last year 
where they went for it at the goal line. They didn't get it. And Buffalo has the ball on the one inch line. And I, like so many other men, this game off because I'm like, forget it. And then you start getting it. So then I'm like in the garage fumbling with my phone. Like what, what, what happened? How did, how did the Vikings, how did they score a touchdown? Like you're checking the score and you're like, that can't be right. How is, how did this happen? And it was a little bit of the same experience with this Iowa game because you're getting, I'm getting texts like, well, I guess that's the right call and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what's the right call? You can check the score. It's still 12 to 10. Like what's happening? Uh How is this? I've yelled at my children for nothing. I've taken my anger out on two children that I love very much for absolutely nothing here. God, it was so good. I mean, and I bet the whole time, if you were watching, you'd be like, there's no way. Like I, I understand now they start to say, Oh, I think maybe it's this. And you're like, it doesn't matter. It can't happen. It can't possibly happen. You would never mm-hmm. even give yourself even one iota of hope until it was finally final, which has just mm-hmm. got to be a great feeling and very rare for oh, us. God. I just have to say, if you watched an entire Minnesota, Iowa football game, number one, you're a crazy person because mm-hmm. that's awful football. And if you are a Gophers fan that could sit through watching Iowa return that punt for a touchdown and then sit there, continue to sit there with the television on in front of you, I, I, I just I can't understand you and your relationship to go for football. Because <laughs> at some point, how do you not just give up at that point? This is oh. the way that Gopher football goes. Oh, the other thing I was going to say about Gopher football is... I feel like the coverage this week, like they beat Nebraska now, they beat Iowa. If they were to win the rest of their games, they would win the Big Ten West. They're not going to beat Ohio State. (laughs) So if they were to win the rest of their games, except for Ohio State and Iowa loses one more, which seems right, then they would win the Big Ten West. And I feel like (laughs) there's been a lot of coverage this week that's like, well, we'll just have to see if they can beat Wisconsin. And I... Are you insane? <laughs> have you watched the Gophers? Well, we don't have they, to wait and see that. They lost the Northwestern. They have three more games before they play Wisconsin that they could easily lose. They're against terrible teams. Michigan State's terrible. Illinois is terrible. But there's no reason that you can look at a team that just won a football game 12 to 10 and go, you know what? I think this game, I think this team is going to win its next three games. They lost Not the Northwestern, possible. one of the worst teams in college football. And you can't look at that team and go, well, you know, I think the Gophers have got this in the bag as long as they beat Wisconsin. They could lose every game from now until they beat Wisconsin. It would not be crazy for that to happen. They don't have anything in the bag. Nothing is in the bag. Empty. They got nothing. They're all coin flips. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, we did have that one moment. That was great. Uh, Okay, John, my last question for you is um, dad life. Um, is is heated garage on your dad bucket list? Yes. Do you have a heated garage, Brandon? I don't, but I just uh, I just am in the process of getting one, and uh, this is an absolute uh, bucket list item for me. I can't All even right. tell you how how amped how, I am. How big of a garage do you have? Okay, this is where I get into a little bit of um, it's a it's a it's a four car garage, John. All right. But it's a tandem four-car garage, which means it's basically so the width two. of a normal two and two. So basically, we looked at this house four years ago mm-hmm. when we moved in, and we loved it. And then just randomly poked my head in the garage and just almost died of joy just looking at how much space there was in this garage. 
Um, the kids are getting a little bit older. They're really into sports, as you as I've talked about a lot on this. So I'm going to basically turn that back part of my garage into a gym. And oh, so I need no. it to be. Is this really happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are excited. there houses for sale in your neighborhood? Can yeah, I well, move in? I want to. I want to. I want to be in the sports garage. I am. Um. I am considering offering out very small monthly fees for my garage code, uh, yeah. and then you'd you'd be a member of Brock's Fitness. Um, and so you just get to come and go is, as you please. It's a very secretive process. Brandon calls you up. He swears you to see you. He's like, all right, the garage code is one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. You're in, baby. Um, so yeah, so, so step one is the garage heater. And then I'll try to, yeah. I have to find the squat racks and all that sort of, I mean, it's not going to be like super fancy. You don't really need much for a gym, right? You just need a squat rack right. and a bench and a few other things. It's by and large, it's actually a pretty simple thing to do unless you're trying to go for like an Instagram gym which I'm not. Um, but I'm very excited. And I just was like a very, very big uh, monumental dad moment to have a heated mm-hmm. garage. It's just what uh, kind of heater are you putting in? Let's talk about the heater you're putting in. Uh, all in gas, gas. We also have a gas right. line in the garage already existing gas line. So it should be That's a pretty amazing. easy installation. Um, I don't know the actual brand name yet. The company that I'm hiring just uh, they just came over yesterday for a, a quote and all that sort of stuff. So I haven't seen all the final particulars, uh, but I know where it's going and I know that it's happening and uh, in the next few weeks and uh, I couldn't be more excited and I just needed to share this some good dad news. So amazing. I'm yeah. so happy for you. Yeah, I've never I was happy for you when your kids were born. But now I'm really <laughs> this is so you. much better than that, because that's like <laughs> is... it's going to suck for a while. But good for you. This is just like immediate happiness. Yeah, there's no downside to this. It's not like having a newborn where there's all downside, you right. know, a little bit upside, but mostly downside. This is just all upside. Right. So here's my other question. How long until the kids start bothering you to put a batting cage in there? Oh, um, like, that's one of our car- dad, one of our cars can park outside. Let's put a batting cage in the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, secretly, I'm actually hoping that they do ask. Um, okay. They are pretty like baseball's like okay to them. It's okay. kind of like a thing that they do in the summer while waiting for football and basketball to start because they like those better. So I might actually just put it the batting cage in myself. Right. Just is, for me. This is just for you. It's going to be, there's going to be no hitting. There's just going to be a mound and a plate and an yeah. umpire to argue yeah. with. And Brandon's <laughs> just going to spend the winter just kicking imaginary dirt onto this home plate in his garage. This is one of those don't threat me with a good time things. <laughs> uh, it sounds good. Uh, I, got, uh, yeah. I got a buddy. The thing, the thing that I wanted for years, I have a friend who has like, water pipe through the floor of his garage like radiant heating in the floor oh my god and that seems like the most amazing thing ever like it's always 55 in the garage holy shit in the winter yeah and it's yeah, just yeah. it's not like oh it reeks like propane in here or whatever it's just always amazing in there and i've oh never wanted anything more this is yeah. like you are like stepping up into his garage territory yeah, I will. Uh, I will send pics when I have everything uh, locked and loaded. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's been a a long time dream of mine since I first stepped into that garage in 2019. So, um, so there you go. Yeah, I always had to do a little bit of dad yeah. life. That's all I got on my agenda, Jonathan. I got to tell you, you got the heated garage. Mm-hmm. You still have the sport court in the backyard, right? Yes. And you've got the you got the the rink out back. You build the rink in the wintertime, and you're you out can't... there skating on the rink. This yeah, is yeah. the ultimate sport. This is the ultimate house. The ultimate Somehow, sports house. Most miraculously, still married after spending <laughs> all of my our, our, our money 
on stupid <laughs> sports is, related bullshit. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get Lisa to listen to the end of this podcast. Just as like, listen, this is normal. The, I, listen, you this is a normal guy. That, yeah. This is what normal people do. <laughs> and don't, don't call or text Danielle. Like you can't do that. You're not allowed. Please. Yeah. She doesn't Respect. have a phone or anything like that. Respect Don't the chain of command. Talk to her about what this is like. Just know that this is normal. This is normal, normal behavior. Yep. So yep, exactly. when we're going to need to get that quote on the sport court and also move to a lake so that we can have a rink on the lake. Yep. Exactly. Uh, okay, John. It was fun as always. Uh, hopefully, we can check in again soon and uh, go Wolves. Ugh. Afternoon, dads. All right. See ya.